So we're gonna, gonna move on to the game characters. Still within the same realm of poorly written characters. And it pains me to say this. It hurts me so much to say this because they had so much potential. But my god, Tetsuya Nomura, you could have done better with Kairi. I'm not gonna lie. Why is it always the female? Like, my thing is, there are some jarring male characters. There are some things. Like I said in the previous episode, there are some issues with Kingdom Hearts 3 that I felt like if I started listing them off, I'd be talking about it all day. But I'm gonna just talk about the poorly written character that stands out the most to me, and that is Kairi. Because, unfortunately, they turned Kairi into Sakura. How? Come on, man. You can't have a cool artwork with a chick holding a keyblade and then it's just... <sighs> Alright, because here's what happens. In Kingdom Hearts 1, Kairi is literally the reason why there's a journey. Alright. They left to go find Kairi. Okay. Kingdom Hearts 2, it's like, hey man, we're going to go leave to find Saw. Kairi gets kidnapped, just like in Kingdom Hearts 1. Okay, we got to go find Kairi. Okay. Again? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3, the world's going to shit. Everybody's dead. Everybody's now alive. Where the fuck's Kairi? Shit, I got to go save her again. <laughs> Really? Like, Sora has other things to do other than save you guys. Nope. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yes, he, he does. What do you gotta do? He got a whole kingdom to a king, king. I'm sure King Mickey can find something for him to do. Nope. Alright. Guess we go to save Kari. <laughs> yep, we gotta go save Kari. And that, that, I, I completely summarized the whole thing, but that is literally my biggest issue with Kairi and thing. And the first one, and the first one, it wasn't so bad because you're just being introduced to the character. Like, she spent majority of the first game as a puppet. So, I mean, like, she ain't got no soul inside of her. But, you know, whatevs. So, it's whatever. And she kind of helps. She turns Sora away uh, from being a heartless back into himself, I guess. With, with the, the power, power of love. No, with the power of a princess, I guess. I don't fucking know. Power of love. I mean, I do know, but whatevs. <laughs> So, in part two, when she started making some... Stop. Stop it, cat. So, when she started making some decisions that I I could have get behind, it's like, hey, man, I could take you to see your potential love interest. It'd be like, oh, snap. I'm a go so I can see my love interest. Oh, shit. He lied. Fuck. Guess I got to fight my way out. She got a keyblade and she was fighting. I was like, yes. Yes, you go, girl. You, <laughs> you do, do something with your life. You prove it. You went to school. You got educated. That's right. You go fight these little shadow creatures. And then Kingdom Hearts 3 comes along. It's like, hey, I want to be a warrior of light too. Okay, no problem. And they, she went through, my, I kid you not, 80% eight, uh, of the game and training. Mm-hmm. She went through 80% of the game in training. She got out of training. Literally for the only thing for her to do is get captured. And for anybody out there who's played the game, it'd be like, oh, well, that's not really the case. You know what really happened? Yes, I know what really happened. But let's really, really boil it down to the nitty-gritty. She got captured. Like, the Heartless did take everybody else, but she got captured. She could have fought, but no. Everyone else was willing to fight, but no. She got captured. This scenario is sounding insanely familiar. I'm looking at you, Gohan. <laughs> you you leave you leave my, my son alone, okay? You leave my son Gohan. Alone. No, no. Teenage Gohan ah, is nobody's it? son. Oh, <laughs> more flip. He's nobody's son. Jeez. Anyways. <laughs> um, 
That was my that was my biggest issue because it's like I really wanna like I really wanna continue liking you. I wanna continue wearing the same Hey man, she's a badass female thing from the second game. Only for you to let me down. Wait, only only for it to let me down. Because the thing about it is like I could I could like when I bag on Sakura and, and Orihime, like it's out of like contempt. But like <laughs> I'm glad you're honest about that. I, I can be honest about it. <laughs> I when I bag on them it's out of contempt. Because I do dislike bad writing. But when it comes to carriers, like, you had so much potential. You had so much potential. I think that's the worst thing about it. And they, they just fell on the wayside. And I felt like there's so much wasted potential. And it's not because I'm just invested a lot in Kingdom Hearts. Because it is my favorite game and game series. But I'm also invested in Bleach and Naruto. Hmm. But yet those characters still bug me. <laughs> Fair. But for them, I have contempt for them. At least with Kyrie, she just disappointed me. She's like, she's like that child who came home with that, with that, with that, um, that D report card, and it's like, I want to be upset. I want to shout at you. Let me just shake my head. <laughs> just send you to your room. It's like I can't. I don't even want to punish you. I don't even want to send you to the room. You might find solace in that. <laughs> just go stand in the corner. Wow. <laughs> that's it. That's not how much you bug me. Uh. I guess it's fair because it's one thing to like have a character you dislike from the start and have to deal with them throughout the progression of the story than to have a character where, hey, I kind of like you. You have a lot of potential to do the thing, to be the thing. And then it's just, yeah, I know I went through like this whole training montage, but I'm still a damsel in distress. You know, you know what this was. You knew what this was. Like I'm the main female lead in a game with two guy friends. Sounds familiar. Holy shit. <laughs> Anyways. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make that parallel for you. Oh, man. Not about your favorite game. Not about my favorite game. That's <laughs> in my head. I can't unthink about it. But, and it's not just Kyrie. For me... Until the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3 come out, um, there's something that you like to say. is that if you can take a character out of the story and the story still progresses, then what's the point of the characters being in there? That's why I felt about the Organization 13 being inside. Game inside Master. Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, even just me watching you play it, I'm like, I'm not really seeing any of my hooded buds. And even when I do see them, it's like... They're talking. About was, something. That was pointless. Because it's like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, it's like they were integrated into the world itself. Mm-hmm. Like with, um, like with, um, Beast Castle in particular. Um, Zaldin, he was the main antagonist. Yeah. For that thing. Right. right? And what was he doing in that story? He was fucking with Beast. Yeah. Like he was freaking with Beast. Like he was, um, causing mayhem and mischief throughout the entire thing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with, um, Oh lord, um, not Zigbar. I don't want to say Zigbar. Cat, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> okay, um, the same thing with Larkzine. and mm-hmm. like all these characters, they played roles Basic, in the story. Basically, they they were integrated they took, in the yeah, story. Yeah, they took the were the villains from the classic Disney movies, and it's like, hey, you want to know why this character is such a dick bag? Cause we because was of these guys. Pretty much. It was like that. <laughs> because for me, I felt like 
Um, the whole thing with Beauty and the Beast, this was like in, it could have been anywhere in between in the, the story itself. Like, it could have been anywhere in between the story. Because mm-hmm. even at the end of King, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, they show it Beast as human. Yeah. In the ending cutscenes. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, that's really good. Then we fast forward to Kingdom Hearts 3, and like, I kid you not, everybody is like, hey man, I want to see what happens here. Or, hey man, I'm just here to talk to you. It's like, why? <laughs> Why? Why? Stop talking. We could li- we could literally do without you, and we would have been fine. Like I get that some character like it gets there to try and drive an emotional point, but you're only at that point you're only playing on people's like I wouldn't even say admiration, but they're more like the nostalgia. Yeah, the nostalgia of the characters. Like I, for me, I think of Loxian in particular as a mischievous nymph. Like, she's just there to cause mayhem. She don't particularly want to listen to rules, but as long as she can do what she wants and, you know, frig with people, she don't really care. Is she the one I like to call the ladybug who looks like she has, like, antenna? Yes. <laughs> she's cool. And I, I, liked, I liked her character because she always seemed ruthless whenever she gets in the mood. It's like, she is deadly when she's playful. So imagine when she gets serious. That's she's, how I felt about Spinel, it. She's is what you're saying. Pretty boy. Anyways. <laughs> So it was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Only for you to turn it into, hey man, I'm only here to uh, the run my lip. <laughs> I'm having a chin wag with you, and then it's like, after that, I was like, hey, I'm just gonna fight you, and I'm gonna leave you with a cliffhanger, and then that's it. Sorry, bye. They're coming for you. Who's they? They're coming. Who's they? Bye. Yeah, that's it. That's how we felt. <laughs> Oh man, it was it, it's a that's why I'd say story wise for Kingdom Hearts if I ever had to if I ever had to read it I'd prob I I'd, I'd say the story isn't terrible but compared to previous stories where the emotion the emotion and stuff was coming in throughout the entire thing or whenever Kingdom Hearts happened not when Disney happened whenever Kingdom Hearts was happening everything was good for me I felt like. Kingdom Hearts wasn't really shining through in Kingdom Hearts in this one. Ah. Uh, hmm. Mm. That was unfortunate. Yeah, that's... Because it looks so pretty. It, it, play, listen. That is a beautiful game. I give it a 9.5 on... Actually, I give it like a 10 on the visual thing. Mm. It's a very beautiful game. It is very beautiful. And the fact that like your the, spells affect the environment. Yeah. Love it. Like, I thought that with Kingdom Hearts 2, it couldn't get any prettier. Oh, I was wrong. Boy, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> But uh, Tatsunimi Marin, he, he knows how to do his thing. Boy, listen. I he he does it and does it well. Yeah, I'm wrong. I still like the game. I still love the game. I still love the series. But just because I like something slash love something doesn't mean I can't say there it's without its flaws. Yeah. In fact, because you love it, you should be able to see, see the flaws. Like, I have plenty of things that aren't really good, but I still like them anyway. Hey man. But it's a lot fine. Of people don't like to see the fire through the smoke. Hey man. It's fine that you can look at something and be like, I really love this thing. But <laughs> it's it's fine. It's perfect. Just the way it is. No. But it literally rated uh, a two. Just the way it is. Uh, perfect. Uh, mm. You know what? Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. I'm I'm sorry that that Kyrie was such a disappointment. Uh, oh god. 
It hurts me. It gives me indigestion. I understand. Like, I kid you not, like, the entire game, like, I was like, I cannot wait to play as these other characters. Like, I was like, I, my anxiety couldn't, was, 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 I, I couldn't handle it. My anxiety is like, yeah, man, just wait. And I waited. And it waited didn't patiently. And then I was like, oh, that's mildly disappointing. Yeah, it's not the best ending, but it's like, yeah, it's like, whatever. And then the DLC came on, it's like, my anxiety is like, hey, man, I'm back. <laughs> You're gonna wait again. It's like, hey, man, but I, that's it. Okay. I play as a character. This literally could have been in the main game. Could have. Perhaps it's DLC. Because? Okay. Yeah, and I don't know what to say about DLCs because back in my day, okay, everything wow. came on one disc. Hey, man, <laughs> that's not true. Okay, um, Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine did not come on one disc. Everything came on the discs. That's true. The full game did come out on the disc, on the one single disc. When you pay for this game, you got everything. Your kids and your DLCs and your DVDs and your BBVBBBBBs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, boy. I don't know, man. I, it just... It, there's a lot of games that, that, that have really bad writings. Yeah. But, but I hold a special place in my so that was a bit that did it for me see I don't think the issue here is when a story as an entity is written badly you don't care if the characters are written badly you expect them to be written badly because the whole thing is bad but when the whole thing isn't bad <laughs> like let's say 80 to 95 percent of the thing is good it makes the smaller percentage all that all the more glaring and i i feel that's that's the issue with a lot of these poorly written characters is that literally everyone around you is better and sometimes not even by much looking at you you know oh you know Oh, oh, oh you're Leo Sassy Gatalone. I, mmm. Leo Sassy Mmm. You know. You're Leo Sassy Anyway, enough about Naruto. I clocked out of Naruto ages ago. Uh, I'll watch a fight any day because, boy, those fights are animated. Some of those fights, they are animated just. Meh. But you see, that's that's where the love goes into the fight that, scenes. No, that's where the budget goes. See, and um, it's it's a shonen. It's, the fights are supposed to look good. You can't have shonen bad fights. It just doesn't make sense. You would think so. Until um, you end up with those those old age cartoons or the old Batman animations where someone throws a punch right before it hits you. You see the bam and the kabiff and the oof. We didn't have the budget for a full fight scene, so comic panels. Blurry they haven't failed anybody. You'd think so. Poorly oh. written game characters. So. You got any? I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of blonde, blue eyes, accompanying a man in all red. There are angels and dwarves and. 
other mythical things of the like. I am, of course, talking about Colette oh, from boy, Tales of Symphony. <laughs> when he was like, you're thinking of blonde and blue eyes, I was like, what? That could be literally anybody. Yeah, a guy in a red. It's like a blonde guy wearing red with blue eyes? Holy crap. Who the hell is this? With angels and gnomes. Wait a minute. Yeah. I am, of course, talking about Colette from Tales of Symphonia. Now, I don't hate Colette. I hate it all. I don't hate Colette. I feel about Colette kind of the same way I feel about Taya from Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> oh my god. You did not put Colette in the tail in the tail. You didn't put the dude on a sea level. Come I on. Guess. Come on. Listen. One of them is absolutely useless. Why are you in a game, a show about card games and you don't know how to play this card game? They literally said you were only here for the heart, whatever the fuck that means. This is not Captain Planet. Hey man, did you not see her play Shining Angel? The Angel of Love? Throw Taya away. Throw yeah. the whole character away. And then who is going to be the, the female eye candy love interest thing? I don't fucking Have know. Have you seen how pretty Yami is? He does not need... Wait, that man is fabulous. <laughs> this man was cased in leather. This man... That is yeah. how fabulous he is. This man got on his studded bracelets, his leathers, and his eyeliner. I... Because who? I... I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Taya. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Let's talk about Colette. Let's talk about Colette. Okay. I don't hate Colette. You don't hate her? I don't. You don't? I don't. But to me, she was like a nothing character. Which is sometimes worse than a character that you hate. Boy. Like, I've heard this before that something being mediocre is sometimes worse than something being bad. Because at least if it's bad, you remember it. You yeah. talk about something that's bad. Yeah. But a mediocre character? Mm. Ah, mm. So, Colette is the chosen one. The chosen one. Chosen one! <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> what does that mean in a game like Tales of Symphonia? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everybody is a chosen one. Like, Tales of Symphonia... Isn't exactly the best rated Tales games. Which is funny because I really like Tales. I also like I also like Symphonia, but it's not the best. Okay. It's not the best. There's an Legendia, but nobody likes Legendia. I, oh, I love Legendia. Woo, that game. But that game did have its flaws. Right. Colette is the chosen one. Supposed to be sacrificed to the thing in order to do the thing to save the thing and be the thing. Until you find out it's just all some huge ass conspiracy theory, not really necessary. There are other ways to do this thing that you're trying to do. Safer ways. Ways that don't involve you having to sacrifice somebody to the devil. <laughs> but see, if we didn't actually go through sacrificing it to the devil, we would have never known that there's a better way of sacrificing it to the devil. Colette, I feel. Oh, just gonna ignore me? Colette, okay. I feel, only exists as a segue for Lloyd. 
something for Lloyd to do until we get to his part of the plot, despite him being the main character. Damn it, cat! Lloyd needs a reason to continuously be engaged with the thing that is happening, and that reason for engagement is Colette. Because Colette is nothing but a damsel in distress. Boy, listen. If you thought Mary Jane set the bar, Colette say, bitch, hold my bear. I have lost count of how many goddamn times you have to save Colette in this one damn game. And the whole point of the game we established from very early on is she's supposed to be a sacrifice. Lloyd wants to find a way to not sacrifice her. All right. Very noble of him. You want to protect your best friend slash love interest. Good on you. Do the thing. But then Colette keeps doing dumb Colette things. Hey, man. She dumb. That's it. That's all I got. And okay, they did establish that she's not exactly... I wouldn't say she's not smart. She's smart. She she's is smart. She's, she's clumsy. She's clumsy, and on top of that, she's naive. Like, she's too trusting of people. She sees the good in people, even people who've blatantly tried to kill her on numerous occasions. <laughs> Straight up. Like, this, this man just tried to stab you several times. Hey, man, let's send him on our team. No! (laughs) The fuck? No! (laughs) It's like, if we land him on the team, then when he comes to stop me, I'll see it coming. Yeah. Duh. Sure. Okay. That makes sense, right? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Colette, you make no sense. And that's... That was my primary issue with Colette. It's like, you are the MacGuffin. You, you are, you are, you as a person, you are the MacGuffin for this game. Now, people being MacGuffins is really, it's, it's, it's tricky because it's, it's almost tactless when you know that a character only exists for the other characters to have something to do. So, so, Colette is a smart, not smart character. Oh boy, I'm getting old. She, she can heal, I guess. She can fight, I guess. She has magic. I guess. All of which every character around her has, but to a better degree. I'll say one thing about Colette, if I may interject. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But gameplay-wise, Colette is the boss, babe. I'm telling you the reason why I say Colette is the boss. <laughs> Because once you've loaded out her kit to get, like, maximum luck for everything, you know what it's like to stun a boss with a power hammer, babe? <laughs> and poison him, babe? Book. Have you ever poisoned... Be honest with me. Have you ever poisoned Mislos before? No. Exactly. No. You can poison him. The boss. The actual The boss. actual boss. You could just straight up, hey, man, I'm going to just poison you. See? Enjoy that. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. That's when you... She's she's like Shuckle in that way. Where it's like... Shuckle is a Pokemon that you would think... just Why do you exist? Why are you even here? You don't even do nothing. And then you give... You have the right stats. You have the right IVs on a Shuckle. And that thing is a mother effing tank. It's like... Wait. Toxic, mate. Poison. 
Neat. <laughs> but you know what? That's gameplay stats. You have to willingly put that effort into Colette in order for these things to happen. You know what happened as soon as Persea joined joined the team? Boy, I threw Colette away. I like, throw that chick away. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do some of the things in Persea Lloyd, that you could do until I saw you playing that way. Lloyd, Persea, Genus, Rain. That was it. That's my team. Right there. After the rest of them. I played Regal. I really like Regal. He was my favorite character. Yeah, Regal was cool. I, I, I like I gravitate towards characters who kick a lot, so I naturally gravitate towards him. This man was in handcuffs. <laughs> All he could do was kick. And that's that's it. That's it. Like on top of being a badly written character, you are surrounded by characters who aren't written badly. All of which are a hundred times more interesting than you are. Yeah boy. And the first time I played Tales, my whole thing was Coletta's the quote unquote chosen one, but we know this this story is about Lloyd. He's the one wearing all the red. He's on the cover. It's about him. You know because he's on the cover. And all of the characters are like behind him in that I'm haloing him sort of situation. You know the story's about him. So, other than the title of the Chosen One, what does Colette have? Wings. So does Kratos. So does Lloyd. So does Zealous. I know what she has that no one else has. Chakrams. She is the only character that has chakrams. You know what? And that gets trumped because Genus has a ball in a cup. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That young man, that young half elf has a ball and a cup. I don't care about anything else. It's like, it's like, it's like oh, the ball letting go in the cup. But it's okay. Because okay, the ball is attached, attached to the string, string that's attached to the, the cup. Uh, you know what? I don't care about damn chakrams. This half elf boy a, has a ball a and a cup. for that actual weapon. Oh man, it's gonna bug me. I need to know this. <laughs> so, I. Mm, there are numerous problems with Tales of Symphonia. We're just going to focus on Colette. We're just going to focus on Colette. Because it, it seems almost egregious when a character is written with so little that characters who kind of just come on the scene outshine them in j- just a few minutes. Like... Uh, Everybody from Tethayala, like, as soon as you saw them, I'm like, you guys, way more interesting. I don't yep. even care what y'all do. They really were. The little 12-year-old girl is walking around with a gigantic-ass axe with one hand. Kendama, that's what it's called. I want to know what her story is about. This dude approach trying to kill you in handcuffs and nothing but legs. Yeah, boy. I want to know what his issue is. That was from Death. That's when I went over Death Yellow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like um, Sheena, Zealous, Persea, Regal. No, Ze- all, yeah, all of no, them. No, Zealous wasn't there. Yeah, all of them came from Death Yellow. Oh, you was being the camp team. Yeah. yeah. Sheena, Zealous, Kratos, not Kratos. Sheena, Zealous, Re- Regal, Regal Persea. Persea. Right, because there's only eight people, so four yeah. from each side. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, five. Well, that <laughs> number. A number. Something. Something. Yeah. So, Colette is just... Uh, mm. You I can't d- even call her eye candy because she flies as an iron boy too. There's a skit in the game 
when you go to the uh, when you go to a hot spring and everybody got a nickname from it because you know in tales you get nicknames. Oh yeah, nicknames. Um, Sheena got voluptuous. Um, Rain got mature, and Colette got ironing board. I was like, oh my god, that's so mean. They're you so mean. That's it. Flat chests are the correlation to badly written characters. Good lot. You, well, Either yeah. flat chests or really big breasts. Okay, so what's <laughs> Kyrie's excuse? Because she's somewhere in the middle. I'm uh, currently looking at a picture of Kyrie, and she she falls in the flat chested area. She's not that flat chested. I mean, in this picture, yes, <laughs> she, she does look very flat chested. Because I mean, but I mean, in the I don't know, let me see if I can find another uh, a more recent picture of Kyrie. But continue while yeah, I we, while we, I we figured it out. You, you can't have no boobs, and you can't have too big boobs. Gotta have just right boobs. Like Tatsuki. Tatsuki had just right boobs. See, she had... She, she had... She had boobs. She had boobs. That is sorely... Why does she look like she had more boobs when she was She was, was younger, youngest? right? That doesn't make sense. What? Come uh, on. When you're only uh, wearing a wife beater. Tatsuki and Amara, do we need to have a talk? Come <laughs> do on. He doesn't want you to sexualize his character. Then why would you give the child the biggest breasts? Hey, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 2 breasts is kind of bigger. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out It's there. hard to tell from what she's wearing. Then again, this man loves his zippers. Listen, I need you to understand <laughs> that this woman trying to zip her jacket up, but it can't. How? Like, she can't, though. Like, could you stop putting zippers on things that don't need zippers? No. Like, this dress doesn't even make sense. Listen, listen. Yes, it does. There's actually a dress that does exist like this. Well, there are also jeans like it's just like this where you zip from the you can out you can zip from the front or the back. That sounds dumb. It really <laughs> does. It really does. All right, we're gonna talk about movies, but we've been recording for a minute. But uh, this is a very special episode. Yeah, this is a special one. Special episode. It's something for the folks to listen to during the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, and just so you know. If you think we're going to talk about Mary Jane in the movie section, you're wrong. We're going to talk about it next week. <laughs> but um, for movie characters, I'd probably say Paulie Whitney characters. Um, none are really coming to mind right now. It's more so like situations as opposed to characters themselves. Okay. For me, the first Avenger movie. That's it. The first, the whole first just, movie. Just, just the whole movie. <laughs> okay. Um, there were a lot of scenes and stuff where they were trying to develop characters or develop character relationships. I just felt like, my God, please make it stop. This is so bad. For one. Stop. Stop it. Stop. For one. I do, I do enjoy the Avengers movie. They're dumb fun. I, they, I really do enjoy it. There's something I can really get behind. Mm. Here's what I disliked about the first Avengers movie. The... Bruce Banner always been angry, but yet he got angry. <laughs> Follow me on this one. I'm always angry. Uh, sir? Follow me on this sir? one. Sir? I'm not even talking about that scene in particular. I'm talking about when they were on the ship, and he got angry. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, well, they were trying to, oh, they messed with his mind and stuff like that, and then he transformed and stuff like that. So you mean he got angry? I mean, emotion- but they had to trigger him, though. He was- so they triggered him, and he got 
angry. He was negatively stimulated emotionally. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, he, he got angry. <laughs> he got angry. <laughs> okay. Only for them to literally say at the end of the movie is like, hey, uh, Dr. Burner, if it's any time to get angry, now is the time. People are like, see, that's the thing. I'm always angry. By the way, it was a cool scene. But it makes no sense. Theoretically, it was a good line, I guess. Maybe. Like, it, was, they it, it was a good, good once-off, I guess. If they had portrayed it better, it would have... If they had portrayed that scene, like, he is always angry in a way that Bruce Banner is himself always angry. I think they tried to throw it um, throughout the movie with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. But it didn't come off that way. It just came off like he's just on edge. Yeah. Like, he's always trying to contain himself. Yeah. Like, he's just always on edge, as opposed to being, hey, man, I don't have to get angry because I'm always angry. That would have been cool. It is cool as a one-line to actually see him do it, but it makes no sense in the context that he something made him get angry. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it was, is that, as opposed to them trying to continue that trend throughout the other movies, they didn't. Which is something that's really concerning for me because, like, I wouldn't say concerning. That's that's a that's that's a grievous exam, um, statement. Mm-hmm. More so, like, it's something that I've noticed because Marvel's attention to details is top notch. For instance, the fact that Tony has PTSD, the fact that he um, had issues with his right arm. I think it's his right arm. Yeah. Like they their, their always, callbacks are really good. Yeah, they give that callbacks. They always show things like that. Like, they make mention of these things in little ways. And in some ways, you don't notice it until someone else points it out. They'd be like, oh, crap, I didn't notice that before until you pointed it out to me. Gee, thanks. So, why the fuck didn't, why didn't they do that call? But that would have been a cool thing. Whereas, like, he can legit turn into the Hulk at any given time. Yeah, he might not be able to turn it off. But it's kind of, but it would be cool to be like, hey man, I could just, you know, be mean and green all the time because I'm always angry. Yeah. I just have a good way of hiding it. I guess. This is what you want to call good. <laughs> um, the thing with Marvel movies is, like you said, it's just dumb fun. And I will safely say I've never been unentertained watching a Marvel movie, which is more than I can say for you, DC. Oh shit, that's right, I can talk about DC! Let's they not have talk about DC. Holy crap, DC have movies! Wait, fuck Marvel right now. Wait, 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 just to, to kind of okay. um, piggyback off what you were saying. Like, if you, Certain things, if you think about in a Marvel movie for too long, you kind of just go... See, you could have picked style or substance, and it's obvious which one you went with. Like, I kid you style, not. Style, baby. I kid you not. My, f- one of my favorite scenes from Avengers, like across the board, like all the Avengers movies. It took me two seconds thinking about it to realize that this doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. <laughs> it's it's the scene in Vormir with Hawkeye and Black Widow. In order to obtain the Soul Stone, you must sacrifice the thing that you love the most. That will. That is what was established. That is why Thanos tossed Gamora off the edge of that cliff as solemnly as he did. You have to sacrifice the thing that you love. 
to get the soul stone. Canon, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm spot on with what yeah. was said. I know where you're going with this, but okay. Tell me why Hawkeye and Black Widow having this all epic all-out fight to kamikaze themselves off this cliff. I'm like, that's not how. That's not what. Mm. That's not how it works. Stop it. <laughs> Granted, that scene was so much fun. Like I had a blast watching it, but literally the whole time I was just like, this, this is not what he meant. And what's what bugged me about it is that it could have easy, it could have just been fixed with just a simple a simple thing. They could have easily fixed it with just this one thing, right? Mm-hmm. So Hawkeye and Black Widow are off the cliff. They both dangling. They just fucking dangling off this cliff, right? Hawkeye is holding on to Black Widow, correct? Mm-hmm. Black Widow falls. Yes. Mm-hmm. If Hawkeye had let her go, then that would have been the end of that. Okay. Instead of her just dropping. Okay. Because she almost made it so he had no choice but to let her go. But she still ended up pulling herself out and falling on her own. Uh, yeah, you see where you, you see where I'm going with this? If he if he had just been like Ah fuck it, I'm in anguish, but I still have to let her go, then okay, cool. I can live with that, even though you have a wife and kids, and she is probably not the person that you do love the most, but you do love her. So I'm willing to let that slide. But that didn't happen. So technically, Black Widow just careened herself off this cliff. For nothing. So you shouldn't have gotten this soul stone because you didn't sacrifice anything. You know, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> you are not wrong. I was like, oh. Don't worry, somebody out there listening to this is going to be like, you know. I was like, wait, like. The that's in the middle of that scene happening with us being in the theater and watching it. I was like, "You're not doing it right. <laughs> this is not what he meant. You're n- oh 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 jeez." Hey man, the movie gotta move along. But it was a fun scene. Like like that's what I hate about it. It was so much fucking fun. Like it was like we're literally <laughs> fighting to kill ourselves. <laughs> like like just how it started is like I think you know what we gotta do. Yeah. We're not talking about the same thing, are we? Nah. No. <laughs> like, 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 that was always Hawkeye's and Black Widow's relationship. So, of course, they were going to have some fucking contempt as to who would just throw themselves off the cliff. And you would think, you would think it would be Hawkeye because they done try to allude to him dying so much times already. Like, this man has a wife and family. So his death is going to be really, really sad when it doesn't happen. like like, don't get me wrong i don't want i didn't want hawkeye to die but in that scene it technically speaking already made more sense if black widow was the one to die but it's like you already established what the rules of warmir was what the rule to getting the soul stone was you have to sacrifice something in order to get it you didn't sacrifice anything. She jumped. <laughs> hey, man, he sacrificed his friendship. No, he didn't. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> like, Damn Marvel could have just a, been fixed with just one scene. Just was, one insert. It was a nice... It was a, It was nice, but it, it wasn't without its problems. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Considering that they didn't follow their own rules with the thing I'm 
with the whole time skipping thing and getting back, getting things back before they were. Listen, I, I am not certified to get involved in time travel talk. Yeah, that's a topic for uh, for oh, me and a few oh, other people to get into. Oh boy! But uh, they set up their rules and they didn't follow them, and that that that's annoying. I tried for a minute to think about the logistics of what it was Banner and the ancient one we're talking about where it's like okay if you take a stone away from this reality you end up making you end up creating an entirely new reality where it doesn't exist yeah and the possibilities for what could happen in that reality are ridiculous you know multiverse shit but it's like if you return the stone to the point with which you took it then it's almost as if nothing happened but wouldn't that also mean that technically nothing ever happened in the beginning yep (laughs) there's that and it's like how exactly do you intend to return the soul stone (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that was my was my first question i'm like you know all those other stones theoretically okay that's that's a lot if that is the the rules that you are applying here to say that once you return the stones to the point with which you got them, everything will be hunky-dory. All right. Tell me how you return in the Soul Stone. I mean, they didn't travel back in time for the Soul Stone. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, trust me, like, I, from when, from, from Infinity War. Infinity I, War was great. I was thinking, like, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. Y'all set this movie up real good. I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't wait for the next one. How you gonna, how you gonna do it? They didn't. Kill Thanos within the first few minutes. Well then. Uh, uh, okay. Go on. Time travel. Ooh boy. Ooh boy. <laughs> I, my thing is, I enjoy time travel as much as the other guy, but I feel like when time travel is your only reason to have stuff um, to happen... I feel like this is lazy writing, in my opinion. It's like, nothing can happen unless we time travel, travel, travel. <laughs> echo, echo, echo. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, the whole time traveling thing is not something that hasn't been done before. The way they tried to explain it would have been new and original had they stuck to their own rules, which they didn't do. This might just be me. It might just be me. But time travel in a Marvel movie, to me, that kind of felt like jumping the shark just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, they've done it before in the comics, but I mean, I, I, I get what you mean. Like, they haven't introduced something like this before and in, in the... Um, there, there was no No real... build up towards it, per se. I, I think people were trying to say that... Um, I guess Ant-Man was supposed to be the the initial, I guess, foreshadowing foreshadowing of this sort of thing being possible, being able to time travel and all that shit. Because, like, when he did come back, years had passed, and he didn't know, like, how much time. So it's like, oh, time travel? Okay, sure, I guess. Feel sorry for all those people who didn't watch Ant-Man. That's it. 
But that's my thing right there. It's like, yeah, time travel is your solution for it. But you only introduce it at the beginning of this movie. And in this movie, you resolved it with the thing you introduced in this movie. Yeah. When you've been building up everything else throughout the entire series, cinematic series. Yeah. You've been building up towards this one thing. I would have felt better if, like, at the end of the fight, Thanos had snapped everything. He went to wherever. And then it's like... Hey man, he has his empire and he is rebuilding the universe as he sees his fit. Yeah. And then it's like one big fight and then they eventually get the stones and then they snap to everybody who was gone, bring everybody back mm-hmm. and so forth. Because that's all they did. They brought back everybody who, who left. Anyways. So it's like, you could have done that anyways. <laughs> without the time travel. Like, literally, the only people who left us was, were Black Widow and Iron Man. They, like, there was no need. They gone forever. Like, there was no need for him to destroy the Infinity Stones. There was none. There was none whatsoever. He could have just kept it. Like, he has kept it. Like. In the comics. I. Just I someone else got it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, enough about Marvel. Let's talk about DC. Uh. My head already hurts. <laughs> I want to talk about only one movie because I watched this without you. So let me for for a quick backstory. I was off from work this particular day, and I was I was going through my uh, movie list to see all the movies that I haven't watched, and I I was like, hey man, I watch I forgot what the movie was that I watched prior to that. I was like, hey man, I watched this movie; it's pretty good. And I just remembered being you said it was good, and then you ruined it. Because you decided to watch Justice League afterwards. I watched Justice League. <laughs> I watched that. Oh, boy. boy. Listen to me. I've never been more glad that you decided to watch something without me. Listen, listen. I wanted to watch it to even say anything. Because I know you're not. I, I felt as if you're not a big uh, DC fan as I am. Because I really like the DC comics. And I kind of felt like with the Wonder Woman movie. Like, hey, they set up a good thing. I'm, the Man of Steel movie was kind of touch and go for me. I did like a lot of the fights in it. I, I like them. I, I'll say, I can say I like the Man of Steel movie. Batman v Superman was dumb. Good luck. <laughs> not going to kick that, that, that dead horse. Yeah, just, it was stupid. It was dumb. Martha, let's move on. <laughs> but uh, what I'm talking about is, is this, is, is the, the Justice League movie, my God. The dumpster fire that was this movie. My thing is, is I understand that you're trying to introduce a lot of people. Basically, introduce the Justice League in one thing. But that makes no sense. You can't do what Marvel is doing and then try to jam everything together in the same month that a Marvel movie is coming out. You asking for trouble. <laughs> you d- especially at this point when you don't have the best track record of movies like like up until a point the movies were hit or miss it was the movies were either really good okay or god awful i mean we had the dark knight and then they settled the dark knight trilogy was not from um, zack snyder yeah we know that (laughs) uh zack snyder i uh, I feel some sort of way about you like here's my biggest grievance with it is that everybody they tried to set up everybody being met and stuff like that and having a way for them. And then it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, you come home from school and your parents have a kid and they're like, here, watch this. This is yours now. 
It's like, what the fuck do I do with it? Do I feed it? Do I kick it? Do I leave it outside? Like you, have, how do you, baby? Like you have no idea what this thing is or what it is. Why should I care about this thing? You're just showing it to me, and that's how I felt about the characters in the movie. Why the fuck should I care about who Cyborg is, or who the Flash is? Uh, who Aquaman is? Aquaman had the most screen time, and I cared about him the least. Because we we showed them in in Batman v Superman, we hinted at them already. That's so it. you should care. You should care about the two seconds you saw. Aquaman. They were more epic in Batman v Superman, and we only saw them for split seconds. Like we saw them at grand total, maybe 10, 15 seconds altogether. So at this point, at this point. You have, you have Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. You have Batfleck. Yeah, hey, Batfleck was alright. I don't mind Batfleck. I don't mind him. But um, bad bat, bad bail. <laughs> and then you have Gagado as Wonder Woman, which hey, she uh, does a great job. At this point in time, Wonder Woman was the only DC movie of that era that I could stomach. It was really good. Hey. But before you do it, don't I'm, you I'm dare. Not, no, I'm not. I won't. I won't. Okay, don't you dare insult my guitar riff. I love that guitar riff. It was so out of place. <laughs> Leave my guitar riff alone. I love that I, guitar riff. Oh god. Okay. Never mind the music. Never mind the music. Wonder Woman. I could. I could. I could stomach it. It had its problems. Oh god, did it have its problems? I enjoyed the Wonder Woman movie better than the rest of them. I could stomach it. I did not like Man of Steel. I did not like Batman v Superman. So at a, at this point in time, leading up to the Justice League, you got one out of three. So tell me how you gonna introduce Cyborg and the Flash and Aquaman. Come on. Yeah. I waiting. Mm-hmm. Just just you only had solo movies for three out of six, and I can't even count Batman because he, he was, was with Superman. Superman. <laughs> like. You got three out of six. He also cameoed in um, Suicide Squad. Let's not talk about that movie. No. No. Yeah. But anyways. I... That movie was so bad. Do tell. Um, I felt like the bad guy was dumb. I felt like... Who was the bad guy? Um, boy, listen, not even somebody who should have been there. Steppenwolf. Exactly. That face right there is what you made is exactly the way I felt. Like, who the fuck is Steppenwolf? Like, <laughs> I know who he is, but nobody knows who the fuck Steppenwolf is. Nobody knows. Because he's not really a big villain. Like, he's a he's a name villain, but he ain't a villain villain. He's not a dark side. He's not a Thanos. Or a Thanos. Okay. You know? He's right. more like a... I mean, at least with dark side, that would... That would have made, made some sense. sense. It would have made so much sense. Because they've alluded to Darkseid already taking over the world. That would have made sense. I would have enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they also had to resurrect Superman. How did yeah. that... How did that... How did that... Uh, space science. That humans know. Because, of course... I even forgot that Superman died at the end of Batman v Superman. Uh, Batman that that v is how Superman. little I fucking care about that movie. He died and they brought him back. That you brought him back in a Justice League movie. Congratulations. That was dumb. <laughs> Mind you, in the Death of Superman comic books, they do clone Superman 
for a while, and he is resurrected for lack of better terms. Yes. He is resurrected. Mm-hmm. Notice that Jesus' symbolism is very strong in the Superman comics. However, however, mm-hmm. in the comic books, it made sense because they had to build up towards something. Because it's like the world without Superman is a chaotic one. So what they decided to do is put a clone in place, but the clone was like, boy, fuck all, end all. Straight up. It's like, you're basically working on computer science. It's like, we built a supercomputer to help us fix everything. And, hmm, what I, seems to be the core of the world's issues? Humans. Humanity? I'll just kill humanity. Let's, there Wait. will be no more problems. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Boy, that's it. That's a whole weight moment. But the thing about it is, is they tried, my thing is, is they tried to combine that into this too. Because when they define Superman, they're like, hey man, he's confused because he's been dead for so long. If this nigga already have all of his powers, then when did he come back? I'm pretty sure his brain is working too. But did he remember Mary Jane? He remembered Martha. I'm sorry, Martha. Uh, Martha. No, he didn't even remember Martha. Lois Lane. He remembered Lois Lane. How do you remember the vagina before you remember your own mom? Because no one said Martha first. Ah, the... Um. Because when Superman was about... Sorry, when Batman was about to say Martha, he choked him. It's like, yeah, you don't get to call that name. You don't get to trick of my memories this time. I feel like that was like... That was a that was a nod to the audience. It's like, no, we won't do it a second time. I promise. Pretty you shouldn't much. have fucking done it the, the first, first time. time. You shouldn't have. It was dumb. Pretty much. <laughs> Too much. So I it, mean, I guess if you could remember legs and. Hey man, the leg wasn't even that good. Oh, Lois Lane. Oh, Jesus. We don't talk about Lois in this. Uh, no, 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 no. If you gotta talk about Lois Lane, we gotta talk about her in Batman v Superman. And we already said we're not going to touch that dumpster fire. We, we already <laughs> agreed we're not going to touch that dumpster fire. Because we'd be here all night. Okay, just... We'd be here just, all night talking about it. Just now, we one... Don't hear on, on behalf of, of Lois Lane. On behalf. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say she had a lack of direction. It's, this, it's, the, it's the same thing with um, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane. Like... Sam Raimi's Mary Jane seemed to have very little direction in terms of what to do other than scream. Oh, so you mean like the character themselves is all of, like that? It's not the actress's fault. It's yeah, the cause, writer's cause fault for the character. Kirsten Dunst is a really good actress. She is. She's okay. She just, I, with Mary Jane, I just felt as though that was just that was just what he did. <laughs> Listen, my favorite thing about Mary, um, Sam Raimi's Mary Jane and Kirsten Dunst was where during the alleyway fight scene, when it was raining, you could see her nipples. <laughs> All right, that was sure. For me, that was that was the thing. It's like you, you can't see no, you can't see no arguably. I'm just gonna put it out there, but you can't. Okay. But, but it's raining and it's cold, and we all know what happens when when it gets cold. Okay. Yeah, the headlights turn on. All right. Just going to put it out there. So people are going to go there and they're going to look gonna at that. Look. They're going to look. <laughs> but it's there. It is there. And I remember as a 13-year-old kid looking at this movie in the theaters the first time. I I can't remember about 13. But I know I was young when I was the movie. And I was like, those are nipples. Yeah. But uh, I, feel, I feel the same way about Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Like... At first, you were going somewhere, like, okay, I don't mind you, I don't, I don't mind you. Oh, you meant the Man of Steel movie. Yeah, okay. like, yeah, in Man of Steel, I didn't mind Amy Adams' portrayal of Lois Lane, 
But then afterwards, it's kind of like, they don't know what to do with you. They really don't know. They don't know what to do with you in this movie. They re- they put you here to save Martha, didn't they? <laughs> no. They put her here to be in trouble. She puts herself in trouble. But like She's a plot device. Ever. Literally, that's her only sp- um, purpose in the second the, movie. She's a plot device. The scene that still haunts me is when she took the kryptonite staff... Threw it in the water, and they immediately had to go and get it back. I'm like, ah, that was so pointless. This whole thing is pointless. Lois Lane, you being here is pointless. No, what makes that point? What really makes the same point for me? Don't get me wrong. The whole thing in itself is pointless. The fact that after she threw it in the water, she had to dive in the water shortly afterwards to go and retrieve it, only to get stuck. We need a reason for Superman to go and get that kryptonite staff. But why? But even the thing is, <laughs> even after like Superman saved her, she still had to go back in the water to pull it out. I'm like, oh my god, this movie is so bad. Oh my god, it's so bad. Okay, see, see. But I will say one thing. For the first maybe 20 minutes of, of you, like, put all of the, the fights together with... Um, Doomsday together mm-hmm. collectively without like as little talking as possible or unless it's like key points if you put all those things together like the first fifth, 10 to 15 minutes is really cool like Batman sipping all over the place Wonder Woman with a shield Superman punching them like yeah this is really cool that's the highlight of the movie for me that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. I enjoyed Man of Steel um, a lot more than a lot of people give it um, credit for, only because of the fights. The fights is what saved it for me. I don't watch Superman movies for the plot. Who the hell watched Superman movies for the plot? Superman lost his powers in one of the earlier movies because he lost his cape. Do think about that for a second. He lost his cape and he couldn't fly anymore. Obviously, all his powers is in his cape. Is it fucking Doctor Strange's cape? Like what? No. No, not Doctor Strange's cape. Like... Some, it's like, no, that I think it's Superman 3, I think. Oh, oh. oh. The one with the, the dude with the, with the yellow, who had gangrene on his claw, on his hand or something. Okay. And he had claws, and he was basically Superman, but blonde, and he wore black and yellow. I can't fucking remember that movie so well. That was this back was, in the 80s, and I was like nine. Let's try not to remember it, shall we? All I'm going to say was, was that he got, Superman got beat up, Mm -hmm. he lost his cape, and Uh he didn't have any powers. Okay. And he walked into a bar. And he he set out. And he drank. (laughs) That was it. That's all I remember about that movie. Oh, shit, I remember that scene. Exactly. Oh, my God. Right, back to Justice League. Because they memed it. They memed it. Back to Justice League. Uh, For me, my thing was, is that, I felt like Steppenwolf would have been a better... I get that Ares is a good villain for um, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like a main antagonist like Batman to his Joker. Like Sousa to his thing. Ares to thing. But I felt like Steppenwolf would have been a good introduction villain before the real big bad for the character. Because they could have moved that on to a, a part two. Yeah. Which is what they're going to do. And maybe not doing. try to literally add the entire Justice League in this one Justice League movie. My, I mean, even all the Avengers weren't there from the beginning. My thing is, is that if they had introduced, the, if they had found some way to, brought Superman, to bring Superman back, but 
Azabor suggests bringing him back, and he immediately wants to kill everyone. Like he, like his homicidal tendencies just got um, turned up to wumbo. Because that's what they do on Krypton, I guess. Pretty, like, I guess. <laughs> but if it was murder. like it's murder, but if if it's like if he was like confused and he didn't know who he was, and he and it took like his close family and friends to bring him back, and so forth like that, I would have been okay with that. I would have been okay with that if they had. Um, revealed Doom's um, not Doom Darkseid at the end of the movie as the main villain they don't beat Darkseid for say but they like push him they like repel him like force him back to go where he came mm-hmm. and it's more like hey man hey you only bested me today you didn't beat me today you bested me today I'll be back later you that may, builds up you may have won the battle but the war is yeah, not over yeah the war is not over <laughs> it would have built up towards something that was much thing I mean, they could have introduced um, all the other people at the end of the movie in some way. I don't feel like Aquaman would think... I don't even know how the fuck Aquaman got there. Like, this man was, like, gliding and shit. Uh, you see, you be Jason Momoa. The main man's on. And you show up. You do what you're told. Unlike your boy, the rapper said, man's not hot? No. Man's hot. <laughs> uh, man's Jason Momoa is very nice to look at. The, man, um, the, man, the man's a man's man. He's attractive. But, um... Justice League. See, it's, it's about what you are requiring. What the thing? There's a word for the thing that you're requesting, and it's called pacing. <laughs> and uh, guess what? These movies don't have. <laughs> the Avengers was built up throughout years and years. Like, didn't it start we... from like the early 2000s with the first Iron Man movie? Yes, because I remember when we first started dating. Which was about 12, almost 13 years ago. Us making it a thing to go watch a Marvel movie every time it came out. Yep. That was 12 years ago. Yep. Avengers just ended. (laughs) Yep. Just last year. These DC movies started when? (laughs) They started within the last five years. And it's already finished. It's finished because they doomed themselves from the start. I don't even think they've doomed themselves from the start. The main thing is they tried to do the same thing that Marvel did, which would have been good because it would have had good pacing. All the characters would have been fleshed out and developed. Like, there are some people who are diehard Marvel fans and some people who are diehard DC fans. I prefer a Batman comic over anything. Batman comics are dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. Marvel comics are fun and fun gritty. Fun and lighthearted. Fun Sometimes. and gritty. Nobody. Sometimes. Nobody. Some shit goes down <laughs> in Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Like, Thanos ripping Iron Man in half dark. Yeah. Hey, but man. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. And shit happens to Boy. <laughs> boy, some shit has happened to my, uh, Oh, Spider-Man. Peter. Oh, Peter. That, my, that boy has been through too much. You, you but poor I soul. Um, my thing that really gets to me is that they could have paced themselves. They already started it. They mm-hmm. already started the trend. Even if they couldn't keep the same actors and actresses throughout the entire movie, majority of them, other than, I guess, um, Ben Affleck, were, were relatively young. They might not have to stretch the movie throughout a five, sorry, I mean a 12, 10, 15 year um, span, yeah. whatever. But they could have paced it in a way that maybe a movie or two comes out here. Because they already only have six six characters. Mm-hmm. They could have introduced each character per year and then have the big build up. Because they already introduced, they already had the three characters in one movie already. Because Man of Steel, you got Superman. 
Mm-hmm. And Batman v Superman, you got Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. That's already three characters in one movie. Yeah. And literally in this... the following next movie, you got three more characters. Yeah. And the stupid part about it is when you think about it is that when it comes to the leadership, quote unquote, of the Justice League, you would think two people would come to mind, either Superman or Batman. Batman didn't even get his own movie. Nope. <laughs> but you could kind of get away with that with Batman because it's Batman. Like, any average Joe on the side of the road knows who Batman is. Pretty much. Try doing that shit with Aquaman, of all people. Like, Aquaman gets so much shit just for being Aquaman. Hey, man, you got a movie. Go out of your way to make that dude cool. How? By casting Jason Momoa. <laughs> but that's the thing. Believe it or not, Aquaman is not a bad character. Oh, I don't Aquaman think he, is, no. Aquaman is a deadly character. I don't think Aquaman is a bad character, but... but yeah, he gets there's no yeah, there's he no getting around the fact that Aquaman gets he shit. Talk. That's because the old Justice League cartoon, the, the Justice League and Justice Friends, where it's like I can talk to fish, yep. and swim. Yeah, there's there's no getting around the fact that Aquaman, Aquaman is the brunt of of everybody's joke. But see, the thing about it is, is that they did a good. I wouldn't say they did a good job. They succeeded in a, in introducing the big three. The big three being Batman. Superman, Wonder Woman. They are the face of the Justice League. And you get the Super Friends, who would be yeah. Flash, Aquaman, and I forgot who the third, who the next one is. Flash, Aquaman, and I think it's Hawkman. Ha- Either Hawkman or someone else. I can't remember. Mm. Somebody's going to at me in the comms, and I'm going to appreciate it when you do it. <laughs> but they're the, but it's the big three, the Super Friends, and then there's everyone else. Yeah. That's just how the Justice League is. There's <laughs> the, everyone else. The quote-unquote adult teen titans, essentially. Not there, again. There are titans know. everywhere. Boy, at least the titans have at least the titans have names and stories. Mm-hmm. But I digress. They they succeeded in introducing the big three. Yeah. They executed sort of. it, they executed it poorly, but they did succeed in introducing them. Because uh, I kid you not, throughout the entire Batman v Superman movie, I thought freaking um, Gargadot was fucking Catwoman. <laughs> that was terrible. But I could see where where you would make that because she was she was stealing stuff. She was sneaking around. I was like, they introduced Batman. Are they Wait. introducing Catwoman too? So they trying yeah. to build up towards an actual Wait. Batman movie? Listen, nope, Wonder Woman. Listen to me. Listen to me. The Starzer critic did it best when he basically just he summarized Batman v Superman as like, right, Batman and Superman doing stuff. Wonder Woman. Hello. Goodbye. That's it. And that just ha- that happens. Hello. Hello, I'm still here. Hello. Oh, wait, wait I have wait, to stop and do something, something now? Okay. That's good. it. <laughs> like, right. Re- uh, uh, it was so bad. It was oh. so bad. It was bad. It was bad, bad. <laughs> I'm sorry you put yourself through that. Because that's, that's the only way I could describe it. Like, okay. I looked at Justice League and I was like, I already put myself through Suicide Squad. I'm not doing it a second time. <laughs> no, wait, so Spider-Man, so Justice League came out. Before Suicide Squad, right? I can't remember, but the point is... No, 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 it came out afterwards. It came out afterwards, because I remember in Suicide Squad, they made a cameo of Bat... Uh, of Bat Fleck. Fleck. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I already said, I put myself through Suicide Squad. I'm not doing it a second time. I gotta, but... check. I gotta check the years on that. But I say I say all that to say this. I started off the thing by saying that I started by messaging you and saying I watched a pretty good movie on Watch the Justice League. Mm-hmm. I told Ty that afterwards that 
I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> yep. Like, I've never, like, okay, if, just to give a bit about myself, when I'm watching a movie, I get immersed in the movie. I don't like to stop movies when I'm watching them, even if the movie is bad or I feel the movie is bad. I don't like to stop the movie. But I kid you not, for the, I wouldn't say for the first time, but it's been a very long time since I've done it with a movie that was so bad. I had to pause Justice League and rub the bridge in my nose. Take a sigh. <laughs> and tell myself, I've already made it this far. Oh. It was that bad. That's why I said I immediately regret my decision. That's some dedication right there. Because the first thing I missed to tie was, was like, so I watched um, Justice League, her error statement, and I immediately regret my decision. Like, there was no break between that. If she said that at, at 9.15, I said it at 9.15.06. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was that bad. Yeah. I, I don't like to judge books by their covers. I love to see something for myself before I deem it good or bad. Usually. I made an exception for Justice League. I made the exception. Why? Because DC has done nothing but steered me wrong leading up to that point. It's bad. It is bad. Uh You gotta you gotta take your time when you're writing these characters. Especially with characters that don't necessarily belong to you. And I think that's where that's where Marvel had the the upper hand when it came to their the writing and the and the the cohesiveness. Well, as much cohesiveness as you could have throughout over a decade worth of movies. Yeah. Those characters belong to Stanley. So it's like you could you could feel the fun, you could feel the the love, you could feel all of that good stuff put behind it. Holy crap. Hmm. Suicide Squad came out the same year as Batman v Superman. Yeah. Like superhero movies used to be like uh once every summer sort of uh, event almost hey man, and then we the just started getting like six in one year hey man, you gotta try to get the kids for summer that's where all the money at um no kids don't have money <laughs> I, keep, I keep telling people this no kids Children don't have money don't have money <laughs> parents of the adults have money but you know and who the adults pay? are the ones who want to go see the superhero no that's not true <laughs> they will pay for their kids to go if they don't watch it themselves i'm just saying but yeah the adults really do want to go <laughs> I didn't see no damn kids in that Black Panther movie. <laughs> Not at all. Boy, listen. Yeah, no children a, was in there. There's that. nothing but a bunch of adults in there. Tashikis and shit. Like, for real. The flicking, you, I never see Maud, Maud tied up hair knots in my life. Tashikis and, and giant wooden chains and like. Only for the <laughs> very next week for everybody to go about the same ratchet ways. Hey man, they did it for the culture. What called you? Who called you? Wakanda. That ain't my culture. Come on, we just... Hell, that ain't even, that ain't even a real culture. That's a fake place. Mm. Oh, you know. I mean, it's based on different cultures, <laughs> but it in itself is fake. I have issues with the Black Panther movie, but that's a... Hey, man, a CGI fight scene. 
Oh, the CGI in that movie. <laughs> Some of it was good. Some of it was god awful. It's almost as bad as Sakura. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we've been rambling on for quite some time. This is a very lengthy episode, so we'd like to thank you all. We are sorry for the multiple tangents. It's just yeah, we we really went off this time. Uh, this is what happens when you don't have a script. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, we free we free from free from this one. We straight up went free for all this one. But um, like I said, thank you for joining us for this episode of Dream Age. And join, tune in next time where we're going to do a thing. We're not too sure what we're going to do, but we will do it. Things will indeed happen. And they will be done. By the two of us. On Earth. As it is. Boy, who would even happen to have an example? Anyways, but thanks again. See you guys next time. Bye. Goodbye.